Welcome to the Startup Grind podcast. Startup Grind is the world's largest startup community, inspiring, educating, and connecting millions of entrepreneurs across the globe. These are the stories of disruptors, innovators, and game changers from the fastest high-growth companies and venture capital firms in existence. Join us as we unpack their strategies, learn from their mistakes, and grow together. There is no time to wait, so let's begin. Hey all, welcome back. This is Startup Growing Global Podcast, and this is Chris Jonu. And today we have Kendrick Nguyen, founder of Republic, also the CEO of VC firm Republic Labs, and he was the former general counsel of AngelList. So today we are talking equity crowdfunding. Love this space, and uh, his, his platform is on a mission to democratize fundraising, and they are flying. Um, $150 million in investments in 250 startups and private equities. He's got big firms um, also investing through the platform, including Sequoia, Andreessen Horowitz, Union Square Ventures, Founders Fund, Kleiner Perkins, and Pantera. And he's had he's made three acquisitions uh, this year alone, including NextSeed, does local businesses, Compound, which does real estate, and Fig, which does video games. This is in addition to the startups and crypto assets. Um, he was the first to do these kind of legal versions of, of the ICOs. Um, it's an incredible, incredible innovator and you know, really down-to-earth guy. I love the chat. Hope you do too. Cheers. Kendrick, thank you. Um, yeah, look, I'm really excited to talk to you about, about uh, to you today and, and about Republic. Um, particularly, I just have, you know, always had an interest in, in the um, the crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding space, and and you know, um, I'm not much of a crypto head, but I'll we'll go there a little bit as well. Um, but before before we do that, um, can we can I just get a little bit of your background? And I, what I often start with is, um, was there a mother or father that was an entrepreneur? Well, no, but uh, I'm uh, from a family of immigrants uh, from Vietnam to the U.S. And so in many ways for immigrants to move, uproot their life, like my parents, you know, halfway through their life, move to another country. I think there's a level of risk taking and a resilience uh, that, that uh, over time that I observe, uh, looking back, that I think I unknowingly inherited a little bit of it. Yeah, absolutely. So Vietnam, not too far from my end of town. <laughs> I, I've been to Sydney, but, uh, you know, very keen to, uh, to visit Melbourne soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't skip it. Um, and, and then so, uh, and then what was the education? Um, well, like most, uh, you know, children of immigrant parents, you got to <laughs> pick a secure career, right? So if not a doctor. Oh, yeah, doctor. <laughs> Yeah, so I ended up, uh, you know, studying a neuroscience undergrad and uh, got a law degree uh, and practiced law for the first few years in Wall Street before before going back to academia, actually was teaching uh, and doing research at Stanford uh, Law School for two years uh, and then came to work at AngelList. Uh, and that's when I, you know, formally entered the, the tech venture path. Well, I don't think you couldn't have got any got any better, right? Seems like a great spot to land. Uh, you know, in many ways, I think it's just a, a a series of people taking a 
a bet on me in opening doors and one door led to the other. Uh, and very much of what we're building now at Republic is trying to, one, one part of the mission is to make sure that people without any connection to Silicon Valley can also get that funding, right? Um, and so it's kind of like financial equity and inclusion uh, is my, my way of, of uh, doing a little bit of paying back on what has been a very fortunate journey. And did that, did that kind of, um, did the idea kind of incubate within AngelList to, yeah? Well, in, in many ways, the idea or the desire to see a model where anyone anywhere can invest in private companies probably started out as like pre-teen Ken, Kendrick living in the Bay Area, right in the middle of Silicon Valley, but my family, they weren't accredited, they weren't millionaires. So you hear the headline news of like, oh my God, another amazing company like Amazon, like eBay, like PayPal. But I, not only that we couldn't invest early, even our doctors who were accredited still couldn't invest, right? You gotta be ultra high net worth or very, very interconnected. So my, my younger self always wanted to, to be part of that headline news and to be relevant. And, and, and over time, I became an early user of Facebook, an early one, probably one of the first 10,000 people to have taken an Uber. Uh, and again, couldn't have a little bit of skin in the game. So when the law changed to make that possible, that's when it was almost like a, a many year uh, interest and passion. And can, can we just... Um talk about angel list for a little bit right because it's just um you know naval you know quite an interesting person you know um so was he so he was the founder and then hired you you you, you were the head of head of legal right you were there uh, i think i i, I certainly was the yeah i was the first general counsel and might have been the first non-engineer that naval hired into angel list uh and the reason being that AngelList at the beginning was simply just a, uh, an informational site teaching founders how to fundraise. And then they introduced an investment product, the syndication that, that makes them known. That investment product results or it meant that all of a sudden now you're regulated and have to, you have to worry about regulatory compliance. And so when a company becomes a fintech company or when a company is a fintech company, legal pragmatism and compliance and the ability to move pragmatically is half of the equation. Uh, and that's when Naval, um, you know, realized that uh, Angel is needed internal legal expertise. Uh, I, I call myself my role a legal hacker or, or venture hacker uh, rather than the typical general counsel. But yes, uh, that's how I, I got to, to uh, know and join AngelList. And what was it like um, working for him? Like, I, you know, I, got, I, met, I think I met him in 2013. He spoke at Startup Grind conference. And, you know, um, you know we, we weren't quite prepared for all the people that showed up. So I was like working security. <laughs> Uh, part-time working working security for for startup grind because uh, you know Derek the founder was just like hey we don't have enough people and Naval like can you walk Naval to, I walked him to his car um 
but you know now looking at um you know the the tweets and stuff and he's you know quite profound i think he's been on his own journey um what were some of the what were some of the great things about working for naval uh, um well i came to angelis from a non-tech background that is having worked for a 40 billion dollar hedge fund and worked for obviously a university and a massive international law firm so i came from a very different environment which made Navarre's perspectives even more profound in its impact on me as a person the notion that you should run a company at the beginning in a way that is as flat as possible and give people full autonomy to even if you're a very junior engineer or a new hire to be able to own a project convince other people to do it and then, you know, get the resources and just run with it without the hierarchy that you would see in a more traditional company. I think there was such a shift. Uh, and over time, uh, that's something that I obviously brought with me to Republic. Uh, now, Naval has, you know, become uh, recognized by now widely for just being a, uh, you know, a very, um, non-consensus thinker with quite a following so there's so many things about uh, about him that that uh, that i truly truly respect and definitely I, I would have my path intact but for Naval. awesome and and look let's let's dig a little bit deeper into the republic story i'm gonna i'm gonna comment on uh one of these posters you have in the background i'm assuming it's your virtual background but invest in crazy visionaries i like to start there it's uh it's actually my desk uh, in the office. I'm not at the office currently, but uh, but it's just a screenshot of where I sit. Um, well, let's take Angelis as a model first and foremost, because Angelis is known as the first uh, crowdfunding for the rich platform. But more importantly, they enable people to invest in the hottest startups in Silicon Valley. Yeah, Republic is taking it much wider because you know Angelis really owns that market. But myself, you know, family came from Vietnam, and and I have lived and worked in New York, in Boston, in London, and spent time in Asia. I am certain that talent and ideas exist everywhere. There's no reason why 50% of venture capital goes to companies in California. So the notion that, hey, everyone should invest in all of these ideas that seem crazy today, but not only that, they need not be out of Stanford or Berkeley. They can be anywhere. Uh, I think that's something that we very much espouse and believe in, and now it's been fully validated. But the notion of Uber, any one, uh, everything at the beginning seems crazy. In 2011 or 2010, the notion of everyone taking a taxi in the form of an Uber was, you know, unthinkable. And then it became a trend. Uh, and in very much the same way, we look at Republic as uh, the forefront. And I think people are waking up to the fact that they can invest privately, that I hope it will become a, uh, a mainstream adoption. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, right? Because I had a chat with um, uh, one of the guys at um, at Patreon and, you know, and I was um, interviewing for a role, as it turns out. And I'm just like, 
hey man like um he's like oh no we have to have somebody from san francisco i'm just like i gotta believe that like you know the best person for the role is not like within 5k radius of the you know of the of the office and i hope that like remote remote working if anything is changing that right Certainly, uh, there's a silver lining behind everything and as, as terrible as the pandemic has been, um, and I'm sure it will do lasting damage to, uh, to commercial real estate, but I think uh, it in many ways leveled the playing field among the different ecosystems in tech. People all of a sudden realize that, no, you don't have to live in San Francisco or Mountain View or Palo Alto to have access to VCs or to, to be a very robust, uh, committed startup. So it's definitely a silver lining to be sure. And then, and then can you just talk about some of the, um, the, the pain points you must be dealing with as you kind of scale out Republic? I mean, uh, I'm quite familiar. I was, I was hired as a, um, as a CEO of a equity crowdfunding platform here when the licenses came out. And they, they just kind of squashed the uh, the license. So I didn't get to get to to do much work. I think it's probably the first time I connected with you. I don't know if you know we were connected on LinkedIn uh, previously, but there was so much work in just getting that license um, and you know meeting all these kind of criteria because especially because it's a, a new thing. Um, I imagine you got your headaches. You know, you know, um, your work cut out for you as you kind of expand globally. Getting the license in the U.S., um, you know, it's always a challenging process, but it was easy for us because of our, you know, just own uh, internal uh, regulatory know-how. Um, but you're looking at a market uh, that, unlike Uber, when everyone knows what taking a taxi means, even though they don't, they didn't do it every day, no one knows what private investing means. They know that that's how people get rich, but they have no idea what that actually means. They've never heard of a convertible note or, or a save. So the difficulty is twofold. One is to convince a mass audience to pay attention and learn and participate at a time when people's attention span is nine seconds. And the on the other side is convincing um, high quality, credible startups and founders that, hey, this is really not an adverse selection, that the, the, an investment from a customer into your company turns that customer into a brand ambassador. That's why even Airbnb pre-IPO should still do it and, and, and give folks that, that equity. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I think you, um, I'll, yeah, because you're kind of building your community as you fundraise, right? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, and, and we grew, it's a snowballing effect, but the first two years, I mean, was very, very challenging. And then with time, we grew our community and now we're almost a, a million members strong. Uh, we've wow. deployed, uh, you know, over 150 millions in just the past 12 months. Uh, that's more than what we did. I mean, in the first, that's 90, 85, 90% uh, of, of what we did uh, over four years. So it's, a, wow. it's an exponential growth, but uh, it's still 1 a.m. into this new global trend, I believe. Absolutely. 
And has there like um, been some, you know, some stories or some wins or exits, uh, depending on how you look at it, that have been, you know, that you're particularly proud of? Uh, well, um, because when it comes to early stage private investing, the, the exit cycle is about at least under five, six years. So we're looking at a number of portfolio companies that I'm confident in 2021, we're going to see some significant exit from the portfolio. But indeed, nice. companies that have raised uh, additional VC uh, and, and raised uh, on a valuation that's been marked up, uh, we have, uh, you know, more than three dozen of them. Uh, and I just want to use like two examples. One is a company called Every Table, uh, and they did uh, the first round of capital, uh, some of the first capital in Republic. They just did a $16 million Series B out of LA, yeah. announced, uh, you know, last week. Uh, we uh, actually even syndicated a, uh, an investment into SpaceX. Uh, we have a, a, an accredited only uh, round into Robinhood and Carter. So we deal with wow. companies pretty late stage as well as seed and, and pre-seed in Series A. What is the relationship? I, I don't know if you know, but I'm working, um, I'm working with Draper University and I'm just kind of, you know, uh, new, new to the, new to the gang, but, um, um, yeah. What's the relationship with there? Cause I think it, it, is it, is a Tim show is, is also kind of plug in Republic or. Yes. Yes. Um, well, uh, we are co-producers with Tim on the only crowd invest reality TV show in the world called meet the Drapers. So Shark Tank like three generations of the Drapers are judges and founders will pitch just like the show Shark Tank, but at home people can invest alongside the judges or against the judges powered by Republic. So uh, this is, uh, and this is our effort to, you know, through media to drive at that mainstream adoption and uh, Tim is another one that I very much admire, not only for, for the things that he has accomplished, but one, willing to just be creative and take risks and edgy. And secondly, you know, he obviously is, has done very well, uh, whether it's a billionaire or, or whatever, I'm sure that that's the case. He is still hustling so hard and he's at every conference and every invitation for him to talk and speak he, he takes them all. So I, I really admire the work ethics and just the, the energy that he has as well. Incredible. There you go. There you go, Tim. Um, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm going to have to try and sneak my way in to meet the Drapers. I got to get in that, get involved. Oh my God. Um, I, I would love to. However, we, yeah, we will uh, let me know uh, and we can, can uh, be an honor to, uh, to have you involved. Awesome, man. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, and then and then can you just tell me so what's the plan like um, do you start picking up licenses I know like you know Singapore has their own kind of crowdfunding equity or is this kind of like a acquisition strategy you just kind of wait and see who's who the players are and they you know they become republic how do you see um, or you just get in enough you know inbound with people wanting to um, you know list on republic and and how, how do you kind of scale it out. Uh, so today in the U.S., we're the largest uh, private investment platform, but we have global ambition, uh, as you might have guessed. We have now team members in Kuwait, in Tel Aviv, 
in uh, uh, Beijing, in China, uh, and in Eastern Europe. Uh, so when it comes to global or international non-US expansion, we have to either build up the team internally on the ground and secure that license, or if we find another platform and another team that is already that are already doing this and are aligned in mission and vision, then we would be very open to partnering with them. So that way we can gain that international market reach for our customers, but without taking the time and the expense to build it. We have an informal relationship with Cedars in the UK and with Equitize in, uh, in Australia. Uh-huh. Though we haven't cross-listed a deal just yet, uh, but but yes, uh, I, I uh, think that when it comes to Australia and the UK, our approach would definitely be through partnership rather than than building it on our own. Yeah, we well, got virtual. I'm thinking of virtual, but I mean I don't know uh, in here in 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 Melbourne, definitely worth checking them out. Um, and then um, yeah, then what what's next, Kendrick? Like so um has the has the you know i guess it's been an exciting year right it's either like people being sitting at home and worried about money and what's next but you're telling me that you know um you've kind of got this what seems to be this kind of blast in entrepreneurship maybe that's going to continue with like a lot of smart people that have been laid off um are you still excited as you are today as day one with republic uh, this is the first thing before Republic, there wasn't anything or anyone that I was more excited about after one year than I was at the beginning. And now well past year four, I'm actually even more excited than I was on day one. The reason being that now we have all the indication uh, and the signals to know that within this decade and probably in, in the next few years, that this will be a global trend that anyone, everyone will know that they should invest privately. That's how you generate wealth, at least as part of your investment portfolio. So just knowing that that trend is happening and to be right at the forefront of it is so, so uh, encouraging. And particularly when the fruit of that effort, uh, Chris, is that we have funded more than 180 diverse founders, that is female founders and underserved founders, not because we had any quota. That's what happens when people invest behind a platform. It just, and we have people from Alabama, from, you know, Alaska, from all over the US and soon outside of the US as well. Yeah, just democratizing venture capital, right? And then uh, does um, Naval get a little bit upset you're chewing into his profits, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Angel is, is a, a significant, uh, you know, owner uh, of, of Republic. So uh, not Naval, but, but Angel itself uh, has a stake in Republic. As I mentioned before, I, can't, uh, I haven't been deeply involved with the operation there, but from what I gather, they have gotten and even sh- deepening their grip on the Silicon Valley, you know, top tech startups, top being validated by YC, Sequoia, and Andreessen Horowitz, whereas Republic view ourselves as a, not a, just a startup investment platform, but a private investment platform. If you want to invest in real estate and have 
fixed return republic you can find that soon enough you're going to have music financing and today we're the only platform in the united states that people can invest compliantly in token projects even if you're not a millionaire or iea accredited investor well let's talk about that right because i wanted to you know can you talk a little bit about the the the, the crypto side of the business and um um you know, and just, 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 can you just explain it to, to, to anyone at home that like not sure how it works because you've kind of got this, let's say fractional ownership and just, yeah. Can you kind of explain it to me and how like you guys were also at the forefront of this, right? You were the first to do a crowdfund like um, crypto products and projects as well. We're, indeed, we were the first to do a compliant ICO or token offering. Uh, that involved non-accredited investor in the U.S. and that was 2018. And today, I think we're still the only one. Uh, but uh, as a segue into it, um, a new project or pretty much all new tokens in the U.S. are likely deemed to be securities. So you got to yeah. fit under a certain regulatory framework in order to get into the hands of tens of thousands of community members, most of whom are not millionaires. So Republic has that legal framework, but separate and apart from that, we also uh, have a tokenization framework whereby we tokenize our future revenue. That those type of tokens are always gonna be securities. The advantage of doing that compared to just sending out a normal traditional common share is that these digital tokens are much more easily transferable, tradable, and obviously at one point trackable as well. So the ease of, of fractionalizing and automating the process of transferring and, and, uh, uh, and tradability does simply, I think that just that ability will permeate and change all aspects of financial products and lower the barrier to entry for people. Um, and our model, again, is the first compliant one, but it's definitely not the last. We're already starting to work with other companies to help them do exactly just that. It, it's, well, it's crazy. I was going to say crazy, but you got on the wall. Um, and then just, to, just uh, how do these kind of team meetings go? It's just like, is that, you know, what I love about Tim, for example, right, is that this kind of... Um, the ability to still keep that imagination there where it's kind of, um, you know, uh, drummed out of most of us. Um, do you just let your team kind of think freely and then try and bring it down to earth? How do you, how do you work? <laughs> uh, Chris, I think it's at times my team is trying to bring me down to earth. Um, <laughs> it's a complex operation because we're a tech company and we're obviously moving at the forefront and ideating on new financial products, but at the same time, we are very established financial services companies. We're regulated by FINRA, by the SEC. We've been examined and audited like a dozen times. Uh, so there's a whole regulatory compliance framework on what you may or may not do, and rightfully so, uh, so that our customer can trust us with their, their, their money. Um, so the, the, the 
the dynamics between a, you know a sizable company with a hundred team members in in different countries uh, and the dynamic between legal and compliance and ideation uh, is is uh, such a exciting at times frustrating but mainly uh, fun and and uh, a tug of war so to speak um, but yeah I, I have new ideas on the new things that we can do because can you just I mean imagine that from movies, the next X-Men, the next uh, Spider-Man, imagine a portion of that movie's financing is tokenized so that 10 millions of that 100 millions project are sold to or distributed to the world fans around the world and that someone can buy $20 and receive 20 tokens and get an NFT token that shows up the, the movie's background on their phone. And that's a new cool thing. Instead of buying a Louis Vuitton bag, you investing in, in things you believe in. So there's no shortage of new cool things to do. Uh, that's what I meant by the team really most of the time gotta you know bring me back down to earth and not run wild with, with potential iterations. Yeah, I like what you did there. You basically gave me the disclaimer first. Then you let me then you let me hear the good stuff. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Makes sense. Look, um, Kendrick, I'm I'm mindful of your time. I want to say thank you very much for for joining me tonight. And um and yeah, best of luck. Love seeing Republic. I've I've invested in a few things. I can uh, you know, I can say I'm an investor, but not really. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me and especially for being a part of the Republic community. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, however we can be helpful and hope to, uh, to be back on your show sometime in the future whenever you have me. Cheers, man. Thank you for tuning in. To keep up to date with all things Startup Grind, visit us at startupgrind.com or join us at any event in a city near you. Until next time. Chase the vision and keep hustling.